0: Kristen and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle the christian girl's guide to modern dating we're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in christ we're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for
1: success in a godly marriage if you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today well you're not alone neither did we and that's why we're here looking for the middle
0: Hello, friends! Welcome to another episode of Looking for the Middle. We are pumped for this episode <laughs> because this is our this is our third time doing this or fourth, third, third. I think. So this was a some. This was a something. Hmm, good job, Kristen. <laughs> Words are hard. This is what we have deemed our question episode, which is where we ask y'all, our listeners, a question on Instagram for those of you who are following us over there, and y'all get to answer a common question that we hear whether from our listeners or just in dating conversations in general and y'all's answers dictate the content of the episode so Mm -hmm. this is something we've loved doing the past two seasons and so this is no different it's gonna be fun But before we jump in, y'all know the drill. If you have not signed up for our newsletter yet that is now working, uh, you (laughs) should go do that because we are officially in Hallmark Movie of the Week with all the holiday movies, which, if for nothing else, you just get a holiday (laughs) movie recommendation. (laughs) There are a lot of other fun things in the newsletter, too. But you can do that by going to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com, or going to our Instagram bio, at LFTM underscore podcast is our Instagram handle. There's a button in the bio where you can sign up for the newsletter. And also... It's a good time for you to follow us on Instagram because moving forward, you'll get to participate in stuff like this where you get to give us your answers to our questions. And we do like we do this specific episode, but there are a lot of times we'll go on stories and ask for y'all's feedback as we're planning episodes. And so if you're not following us on Instagram, you don't get the chance to contribute. So go follow us on Instagram. That way you get to give us your thoughts, opinions,
1: all the things. He's always end up being one of my favorite episodes of the season. Oh, 100%. It's like, yeah, we're all in this together. Like yes. that kind of feeling. It's very so, like unifying. Yeah,
0: it is. Yes. And then the last thing we are getting closer and closer to Christmas, which means we are getting closer to the 12 days of CouchCast, where from, I believe, the 13th of December through Christmas Eve, we will be releasing a CouchCast episode every single day. Y'all loved when we did this last year. We're going to do it again this year. (laughs) Yes, we loved it. It was super fun. So if you, this is like our final call for questions before we wrap up recording. So if you have a question you would like us to answer, you can go submit your CouchCast question again at the link in our Instagram bio there's a button for that um and if your question doesn't get selected for the 12 days of couchcast we have a running list oh, that we yeah. will pull from in seasons to come so don't worry if your question doesn't show up in this particular set we would hopefully we'll yeah we'll get to it so bethany yes question of the day okay i'm ready
1: what is on your keychain besides keys ooh hold on can i pull my keys out yes that is allowed okay i
0: have mine on one of those like um carabiner a what carabiner is that what it's called i never knew what it was called the little hook things that people like you rock climb with rock climb with yes Yes, which is hilarious because like y'all imagine me rock climbing (laughs) no (laughs) Um, okay i have my car key keys you didn't ask for keys um i have a it's a leather like um stamped fit keychain thing that has atl on it oh okay apparently and i got that at a work event um i have a <laughs> i don't know if i should say this <laughs> that's not inappropriate um i just have a key fob i have two key fobs one to my current office and one to my old church that i used to work at That they never took back <laughs> And so now when I, like, my mentors, you know, still yeah. work there. So I can, like, let my in the, myself in the side door. <laughs> and I don't have to call the receptionist. It's really a convenience thing for them. So they don't have to worry about me. That's um, hilarious. But they never took it back after I stopped working there. Um, I have a keychain that Lindsay gave me that has a friend's quote on it. On one side it says, when the rain starts to pour. And then it says, I'll be there for you on the other side. That's so cute. And then the last... Thing is a... It was actually on a necklace and I took it off because it looked more like a keychain, but it has part of uh, Proverbs thirty one twenty five on it. Oh, yeah. And then it says Knights 2020, which was my middle school girls basketball team my first year. They got it engraved for me. That, that's really cute. Yeah, so I put that on there. um Everything else is just keys. I just got rid of my apartment keys because y'all know I moved. um And with my parents, which we'll and prayers would be appreciated (laughs) um it's only temporary i promise um but i had like my mail key my apartment key and then my little gate clicker thing and my keys feel so light now that that's not on there so i'm not really used to it yes gone yes if you hear my keys jingling i'm literally holding them okay now bethany's going over hers i got
1: my keys out too okay so i have a weapon i do have a weapon y'all we'll put it in the newsletter a link to this that's brilliant uh keychain knife it is compact it is subtle i was gonna it's very subtle and i was gonna say effective but i haven't ever used it so <laughs> i would assume it would be effective but I, this little thing has been through you can take it into any sporting event where they're checking for. i mean it's on your keys it just looks like part of your keys um It has been through security to and from New York, like in the Atlanta airport. You got through security with that. That's a little concerning. Accidentally, like I wasn't trying. I mean, I forget about it because it's just my keys. Right. Throw my keys in my purse, and purse goes through the metal detector, and then I got home. Maybe it was when we went to Houston. I don't oh, remember yeah. what it was. It was because Once I remember went... you thinking like, "Oh my gosh, I got through with my yes." Knife. Okay, so I don't think about it. I just drop it in, and it's my keys. But yeah, we got. I got home and realized this was in my carry-on bag, and I was like, oh. "And then I was like, wait, that means it made it through security here, security there, whatever." So that's it's a great self-defense mm-hmm. um, thing. I have a one of those like braided cord things that you put on your keys you know for survival if you need it so then i have a kroger card mm-hmm. card to my gym mm-hmm. and a library card
0: oh look at you so well-rounded those are my keys well there you go that's a good question I that was a
1: fun one It's was easy fun and, yeah i don't have to think nope. i just have to look at you gotta know where your keys are at, yeah <laughs> which is half the battle <laughs> oh my gosh oh man that's funny okay so to set up today's episode in detail a little bit more of what we're talking about, we asked today's question, you know, the theme is what it's like being single in church. And so we asked this question from two vantage points. We I asked first on stories, if you remember, I wanted to know what is the hardest part about being single in the church? Because I think we have reached a point in the church here in the U.S. where the... Number of single people over twenty-five, let's say, is much larger than it probably ever has been, and so it's <laughs> it's a new frontier. And I think sometimes, it, as with a lot of things, like in just the church at large, it's slow in changing. It's slow in like <laughs> adapting to some things, which is good in a lot of like that's good in a lot of ways. But I think we have we're kind of at a place where it's like okay. I don't know if the church always knows what to do with us. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah, yeah. Because it is new, and so there are lots of people who deal with a lot of things that no one else ever really has in the church as much as being an older single person. People have dealt with these things for years. I'm not downplaying that. You know, I a lot of times in today's world you hear people talking about like no one has struggled like this or no one has ever struggled like that, and I'm like okay like let's not be there's nothing new under the sun exactly and so we're not trying to do that like we're just saying this is a kind of a unique situation in that there is a large group of people who are single who are older in the church so we asked what's the hardest part about that but with anything if we had left it at that and made this episode what's the hardest part about being single in the church all of those things would have been true all of those responses are true they're accurate information but if that is what we painted the full experience of being single in the church as, I don't think that would be fair because we're only focusing on part of it. And I think to paint an accurate picture of what is it like being single in the church, you have to really ask a full question. And so we followed it up with okay, so now tell us what are some good things about being single in the church? It doesn't negate the others, it doesn't make them non existent. But in order to accurately portray, The facts, we need all of them, I think. And so that's what we were attempting to do is to ask this from both sides. And so now we're going to kind of go through the responses and talk through some of these things. Because as always, there were definite themes throughout both the bad and the good. More so with the good, I think. Like it was very, very clear lines of what those things are. So we're going to talk through them. We're going to, you know, sprinkle in our own experiences and our own thoughts of like, hey, this is really hard for me or this is really good for me. And go from there. We're going to start with the bad and end with the good because I think we have done the opposite several times this season already. We've started with the good and then belabored the the bad points. So we're going to start with the hardest part about being single in the church. What is our first, you know, grouping of answers or category or whatever you want to call it?
0: Yeah. So the first category was the overwhelming front runner, uh, which was that a lot of people talked about how they didn't feel like they really fit anywhere in the church or they had a lot of trouble finding community with people who were in their same age group and life stage and I think single being single is a life stage that's harder to relate to when you're in different ages I think because like When you could have a couple who they're in their early thirties and they have a two-year-old and a four-year-old and you could have a couple who's in their early to mid-twenties with a two-year-old and a four-year-old and it's like, okay, well, age doesn't really matter because we're going through the exact same stuff. We're in preschool, we're doing this, we're potty training, (laughs) we're, you know, whatever, and... I don't know if they've, like, even, because even if they've been married around the same time, the relatability. whereas when you're single and you've got a 22-year-old who's single. Just and out you, of college. Yeah, yeah. yeah and their whole, you know, 20s ahead of them and they're, you know, getting their first big job and whatever. And then you've got somebody who's 32, who's been single for a while, who is on their own, in got their rhythms, all this stuff. It's completely different. Yeah. It, and yeah, the, it's very and then the dating pool and the dating experiences and the dating methods, methods like just the are way very, different. very yeah. different. And so it's, I feel like, and again, we're not married, so I don't know exactly what it's like to be a married person, but I have married <laughs> friends and I've watched other married people relate and it is a little tougher And from what I've seen when you're single and you're different ages than when you're married. In different ages, if the other parts of your life yes. are similar. yeah. Um, And so I get that, like, you get into a church and you're in your late 20s, early 30s, or mid 30s, or late 30s, early 40s, or whatever, and you're single, and it feels like the only single people... Like, that was literally one of the responses was, everyone in my church is married except school-aged kids and teenagers. Yeah. And you don't have anything in common with them when you're, you know, single and you're yeah. whatever age group
1: well and i feel like this is a tough one because if you go to a smaller church the number of other single people is not going to be as high so you're you're trying to yeah forge that community with people who are in very different places like that school-aged kids or teenagers are the only ones in the same you know life stage yeah as you are but on the other hand if you go to a huge church there's gonna be a lot more single people but being able to really build community is going to be tougher because there's so many people yeah and so well and i feel I like think it's an issue in big churches and small yeah. churches honestly well
0: and even from the standpoint of if you're at a bigger church and there are a lot of single people, you probably don't know that because you're not even able to talk to, like to get to know everybody. (laughs) And so at least if you're in a small church, you're like, oh, I know Bobby and Susie Q are both single. (laughs) And then there's me. Um, whereas you go into a big church and you could have four single people in your section and you have no idea because of the environment. So Mm -hmm. that's what gets tough. And then, you know, some response again this was kind of a wide category keeping some different you know sub themes or whatever yeah. but we had you know people saying like I walk in alone and I sit by myself and that's super hard to come in and know that I don't have a family to sit with I don't have community to sit with yeah. and I, guess I that. yeah and I applaud people who do that because I know that that was like that's been hard for me of like Yes, I'm an introvert and I don't want to talk to people. But then at the same time, it's not that I don't want to talk to people. That was harsh. But there's something special about going into church and knowing, like, oh, I'm going to sit with these people. We're going to go to lunch after or right. whatever. And you just, when you walk in and leave, you feel invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, another response that was really tough to read, this girl said, it's so hard having to find new friends to hang out with every time all the people in my friend group Get married, Yeah. And I think this
1: one applied the older once you're into your 30s, you know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, cause I've seen it, I, you know, there's this awkward, okay, do I figure out how to fit time in to my, my friends' schedules who are married, who have kids who whatever, because you're not going to see them as much because that, you know, obviously husband and kids are going to take precedence. I'm not yeah. faulting anyone. That's yeah. how it should be. Right so it's like okay do I try to fit in with that and just keep going or yeah am I gonna start over and find all new friends yeah that is I, I get that That's one, a tough one. I, I read that one I was like oh I can relate yeah
0: to that yeah so yeah this is like I said this was the overwhelming top theme yeah. of answers of it being the hardest thing and because, um, th- these question episodes are hard because it's more of an, when we get to the good parts of being single in the church, it'll be a little more like, <laughs> yes, like this is a good thing to like challenge you to do or yeah. do this. But when it comes to the hard parts, this is more of just like a, Hey, we get it Sometimes section. Just hard and, and we it's can't just fix I don't, yeah, it, I know? don't have an answer. Like yeah. I, um, I was talking to um a couple girls in the high school small group that I lead and both of them had uh people very close to them die yesterday
1: uh, on the same day same day
0: oh, wow. um and it was the first time either of them had ever dealt with like somebody dying that they were uh-huh. really close to and so they're I mean they're asking all these questions of like why does this have to happen this just doesn't seem fair and like if God's so great then my and I'm like these are all valid questions uh-huh. like there's truth to, you know, encourage you in that. But, right. it, but I told them, I was like, there is no point that you get to where you're like, you have answers to these questions that all, like I have some answers, but even yeah. then it's like, I don't know. Like I'm not God. I don't right. understand. And it's uh, kind of feels like that when we're going through, this is like, I get it, but I don't always have yeah. a solution. And that's hard for me. Cause I'm like, I want people to like not have to go th- so how do we fix it and it's like it's not I can't fix all the world's yeah. problems and Bethany can't either and but we can talk about it and I think there is some comfort that comes with, with knowing that you're not alone if you're yeah you're one of those people that's like hey I don't really know where I fit in in my church mm-hmm. well hey a lot of
1: other women who wrote in feel the exact same way two two things I want to yes follow up to that with one it's kind of talking about yeah, You say, I, I don't have answers or I have some, but I'm not God. And it, I, that always makes me think of the, it's a Cory ten Boom quote where she says, you can trust an unknown future to a known God. Hmm. And I think that applies in a, the sudden death of a loved one. And it applies in the, I don't know where I fit in as a single person in my church from the big to the small that applies in that I don't have all the answers. I don't know why it's like this. I don't know why we're not all married. I don't know why it's hard for single people to be in the church. I don't know why there's not community, like on and on and on. But I'm not God, but I know him mm-hmm. and I know who he is. I know what his character is. And as hard as that is, because I don't see him, I don't see, you know, a tangible thing. I know that that is true. And this is where you speak truth to yourself and you say, you know what, I'm going to lean into those good parts that we're going to get to later. Yeah. And you run with that and it won't eliminate the hard parts but I think it lessens lessens them because it keeps your focus off of yourself and onto other people, onto the Lord, onto serving him. And that's huge. Yeah. Second thing that I want to follow up with, and this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but. We love rabbit trails. Yes. And I haven't even told you about this yet. Oh. We got a message from, it may have been on Patreon. I don't remember now. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I remember the message. I don't remember where I got it. Talking about you know, you said that we have this community of other women who are all going through the same thing. And she asked the question of, have you guys ever thought about creating a Facebook group? I saw that. Can't you see yes, it? Okay. I saw it for your people. Yes. Because they want to talk, you know, what are other people getting from this? And then build a, com- you know, other people who are walking in that same place. So I'm putting it out there to you guys. Now, if we were to start something like that, I'd say it'd probably be the first of the year. Yeah. But if we were to do that, if you would be interested in,
0: Probably be the start of next season. So like February. Yeah. True. Good of, call. Yeah.
1: So we're not committing to anything before that. If we were to do that, would you be interested? And if you would let us know so that we can like send us an email, shoot us a DM on Instagram, let us know because it would take some, we're going to have to get it set up, make sure it's moderated well. And it is a helpful community for, for everyone. Yeah. So if you're interested in that, let us know and we can start looking into that.
0: We can pull on Instagram too. Oh, yeah, there And you go. so if you're not following us on Instagram, you can go do that and we'll try to do a couple there of those over the next couple months okay. and see that like what kind good. of response we get. But I, I did see that you and did. I was like, I okay, wanted good. to talk yeah. to you about that, but that's so good. I <laughs> okay. thought it was a great idea.
1: Okay. So then are we good to move on to the next, were you? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Let's move on next to the next theme. theme here, which is, and this one makes me laugh because, Oh buddy, I have dealt with this one. I think that's why Kristen gave this one to me. To I really, I was really just alternating because <laughs> okay. I was like,
0: you started, so I'll take the first one. But then I also know you're, I'm like, this worked out well because you were very passionate about talking about this.
1: Goodness, I, and I, I have lived this, um, multiple iterations of this mm-hmm. and it, to varying degrees, it's like, okay, well you're single and they're single and you both love Jesus, get married. And it's like, is the recipe really that simple? Right. And you know, I, you hear a lot of times, my pastor has said it, I'm sure yours has too, when talking to single people of like, you just need to find someone else who loves Jesus and is serving the Lord and and get married. And I, I get that. But I think there's an oversimplification there that in a way makes it more difficult for people trying to date because there really is more to it than that. Like, (laughs) look at the theological differences that run the gamut, but everyone, you know, they love Jesus. And so I get what they're saying of like, who loves the Lord and is serving him. And you believe the same things, but they don't ever say that part. Mm -hmm. But then there's also the element of, (sighs) I've realized that, you know, you should be selfless and you can look past things and what really truly matters is that you love the Lord. I get that. But there's an element of compatibility and common interests and just enjoying spending time with that person doing nothing that should factor in. And I think it gets downplayed a lot, maybe more than it should. And so it makes it difficult because then you think, okay, is there something wrong with me? Am I being too picky? This guy is great. He loves the Lord, but we drive each other crazy or we're bored to death or whatever. I think there's a balance there. Maybe you are being too picky, but then at the same time, if you don't enjoy spending time with that person, okay, that's okay. Like you don't have to. Yeah. Anyway, I'm No, but I tangent. think you're and, right.
0: Cause I'm th- like, I'm sitting here thinking right now, I'm like, I've met people. I'm like, okay, well you are professing to be a believer and I am too. And so we're going to both end up in heaven, but oh my word, I can't stand to be around you. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so like, just be blatantly honest, not even like in a dating context right. just like, we all have people even though we're christians we're still people like we're still humans and there are people that just grind your gears and so you work
1: on it and you're patient and you're kind and whatever but you don't have to
0: want to marry that person exactly (laughs) yeah it's just there's so much more to it than that
1: there is and i understand like i feel like this one in a way goes with that first theme of you don't really fit in a lot of times with any group and so all the married people are like here let's get you married and then you can be part of our group yeah oh it's like
0: initiation they don't
1: think it that way no and I, i'm not making a bigger deal off than it is but i think there's this like oh well i'm happy we're married let's get them married and mm-hmm. i I appreciate it sometimes but <laughs> going to like you guys' specific answers we have anytime i talk to a guy my age at church people assume we're a thing <sighs> and i mean if i if i had a nickel for every time i talked to a guy and later someone came up to me and said oh i saw you talking to so-and-so is that a thing i'm like no. We were talking we were just about having a conversation. Chick-fil-A. Like or football or yeah, something. Like, now, if you see that I've talked to that person every spare moment, every week, every whatever, okay, then that warrants something. But a conversation does not well
0: because i would never go walk up to a married woman who was having a conversation with another married guy and be like are you having an affair
1: cheating on your husband yeah no, no. <laughs>
0: i'd be like y'all are probably chatting because your you know husband went to the bathroom and his wife went to go pick up the kids out of the nursery like i'm not gonna make those like that's a far leap and, and it's the same yeah but it's the exact same thing it's like yeah. oh you said words to someone else yeah. who's not married it's <laughs> like, like are it's y'all a- getting married soon <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm being being so
1: sarcastic but i'm just like i mean it's almost like (laughs) when you're single just speaking to someone of the opposite sex implies intense attraction and you know compatibility and you're getting married and then yet somehow once you're married that completely turns off like oh yeah it's never you can talk to anybody you want and no one guesses
0: anything because you have your person already and I'm like, do y'all really think, and I, I don't know if it's a misconception of like, oh, single people view every single that's conversation exactly. as like a, oh, I could marry this person. We talked today. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> that's not how that works. That's why you have all the jokes and all the memes and all the stuff yeah. making fun of Christians. It's oh. really Christians making fun of other Christians saying, yeah. oh, we talked today. We're probably getting married. That's where this comes from yeah. because it puts this idea in your head. If people are always asking you, mm-hmm. it puts this idea in your head of, oh, was there more to that conversation? Yeah. Oh, was he interested? And was he th- flirting? Exactly. Yeah. So that's one. Uh, someone else said, all the lovely old people trying to set me up with every non-married guy that walks through the door. Whew. Yeah. Yep. I get that. I do too. Mm-hmm. It, it happens. And yeah. And on the one hand, it's endearing. There's a part of it that I'm yes. like, you know, that is when someone calls or when I talk to them, they're like, Oh, I thought of you. Yeah. And so and so. I thought like, I'm like, thank you. Yes. For think- like, for thinking I would me. rather be thought of than never.
0: Than just, yeah. Forgotten and invisible.
1: Never thought of as far as like, Oh, we really should find someone for Bobby here. Who could it be? And yeah. Well, you know, I would yeah. rather be thought of, but at the same time, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, that I don't sums know. I. it up. I, 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 yeah. <sighs> you all understand. I just, yeah. I, I, it is endearing and that I appreciate, and I appreciate that people want good for me and mm-hmm. this is what they deem as being a good thing. And I, I do. I mean, I do too. Yeah. I get married. Right. I'm just saying, I appreciate it. But it can be like, yeah. Really? Every guy that walks through the door? Like yeah. everyone. And they're like, well, I know he's blank, but you could get over it. Or I know he's this. Yeah. It's, it's like the
0: justifications. I'm
1: like, it's okay if we don't get married. It's
0: yeah, fine. Yeah. Like, exactly.
1: Anyway, so there's that. And then um, someone else said people constantly giving me dating advice or asking if I'm seeing someone. And this one is, this one can be frustrating. It's like, well, you're not dating someone. So you must be bad at it. Yeah. It's kind of like what the assumption yeah. is. Or there must be something wrong with you or someone would want to date you. So here, let me help you. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, that's not, that's not always, it might sometimes be the case. Yeah. <laughs> that's not always the case. Right. Like, it, you know, that may be that, hey, here's this blind spot that if you fix, it might help. Like mm-hmm. if you weren't so awkward on a first date or if you didn't do this thing or that thing or whatever, it might help. And yeah. that's across the board, guys, girls.
0: Yeah. Both. Yeah. Something when I was having that conversation with those two high school girls outside, mm-hmm. there was a third high school girl in there who her mom died three years ago. Oh, just, wow. They have no cause of death. Like she just dropped was her time? It, yeah wow so she was in there being yeah. like and if anybody was going to be in there i'm like this is a great person for you to talk to because she's walked <laughs> Seriously through this though um but in the middle of the conversation she looked at one of the girls and she said do you want us to listen or do you want advice mm. and i'm like that is a question we should all be asking more of when someone wants to talk like yeah. do you want me to listen or do you want my advice and
1: that is so applicable yeah in and it's like because
0: a lot of times when we're dealing with dating crap, we just want somebody to listen and be like, Hey, I'm really sorry. That sucks. Yeah. Or like that does sound really hard. Or like, yeah. I feel for you something. Cause
1: we know the things to do. We yeah. know we'll get over it. Mm-hmm. We know it won't always be this bad. We know all of those things, but in the moment, sometimes you just need someone to say, oh, I'm really sorry you're yeah. going through this. And I wish I could fix it, but I can't because that's the thing. We know you can't fix it. We can't yeah. fix it ourselves. And so yeah that goes such a long way yeah and it, it, but it applies in so many other arenas too mm-hmm. yeah, yeah exactly i think that's just mm-hmm. a i was like wow i will be asking that question
0: more often yeah. instead of being like well let me tell you the four steps you right? need to take to fix your problem it's like do you want me to just listen or do you want yeah. advice
1: well and i think a lot of times too in whether it's dating or other things you know because i i do this and i am more conscious of it now of like when someone says oh xyz thing happened and so my response is oh my word I went through the same thing let me tell you about it yeah which is my way of saying I understand right but it can easily come off as like almost trying to one-up someone mm. you know what I mean yeah Or yeah. turn the conversation to you and so I think instead of like that's such a great way to segue into that of like oh my word do you want me to just like hear you and like listen and whatever or do you want advice or help because i've been through the same thing but i like but i don't want to come across as a know-it-all i don't want to come across as trying to like steal your thunder like yeah that's a really great response yeah. to that
0: yeah and i think that the one last thing i'll say about yeah. this before we move on if you don't feel close enough to the person to ask that question then you probably yeah. shouldn't be giving advice in the first place very good point just a filter to think through yep. if you're close enough where you'd be like do you always just listen or do you want advice and you've got that kind of relationship, yeah. that's great. If you were like, oh, well, we don't really feel that close for me to ask that, then you don't need to be giving advice.
1: <laughs> yeah. You just really you just need to default
0: to listening.
1: Yeah, there's your answer. And there's your answer. Yeah. So just keep that in mind. Very good point.
0: All right. Another um, theme. This one really uh, hit home for me personally <laughs> um, was that – one of the toughest things about being single in the church is watching so many people live the life Mm. you want when you're single and walking into church i think at one point it may be under another category but one girl said she's like church feels like a family event it does and so when you walk in as a single person and you see you know another woman particularly like when like she could be your age. Yeah. She could be younger. Mm-hmm. And she's walking in with her husband and her kid or two kids or whatever. Yeah. And they're, you know, laughing and they're worshiping together and all this stuff. And it's like, gosh, I want that so bad. Yeah, It's, t- and then multiply that by however many, you know, married people are sitting in church with you. Like yep. it's everywhere. Yeah. And so a couple of these responses like I've thought all of these things. One girl said it's really hard to be joyful for others when I feel sad and not hopeful. Yeah. And then another girl said, she's like, it's really hard not to get resentful or jaded when I feel like everybody else is getting what I want. Y'all, you knew the number of times (laughs) I prayed, Lord, if one more person, I'm like, I've been asking for this and everybody else seems to be getting it. So what am I missing? That's a tough thing to feel. And Then another girl said, you know, seeing it's tough to see all the married couples worship together and to desire that. and Because I think I'm not downplaying like obviously we all we want to be married and we want to have, you know, kids and have a family and whatever. Mm -hmm. But there is something to be said for this desire to have that kind of a um, spiritual intimacy with another human being. That you will only have with your spouse. You know, you are, when you become one with your spouse, you unite in every single way. Mm -hmm. And that includes, you know, sharing. I mean, obviously you have your own walk with the Lord. I'm not saying it melds together, but you share your faith with that Mm -hmm. person. And you, you know, you walk through the seasons of life together. You pray together, you worship together, you study together. And there's something so special about that. And then, you know, that's something else I think we don't. That maybe that, that's not the first thing that pops into our head when we say like, oh yeah, here's all the married people and their children yeah. and they all look so happy. But it's like, <laughs> I want that, that spiritual and emotional connection too, not just the physical representation of what a family is. If that makes yeah. sense. No, it totally does.
1: And it's interesting to me, you know, cause we talked at the beginning about how there are more single people in the church now than it, seem than there really have been in the past, especially older single people. And based on the responses we get, that would really seem to be like, it confirms that. And I think, I don't think that's really in question. I think it's a pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, well-known thing, but it's inter- Isn't it interesting how there's so many more people and yet they still feel lonely or they feel more lonely. Uh, just as you were talking, that was kind of what was going through my head. But at the same time, I'm like, but I get it, because I personally am at a church where there is proportionally there's a pretty good size group of single people, and they're my friends. Like we we do stuff, but at the same time, I identify with all of these things. And it goes to what you're saying; it's different. Mm-hmm. You want that companionship and that relationship that you don't have with your friends. It's totally different. Yeah. It'd be very inappropriate <laughs> if that was with your friends. Yeah. And I don't mean sexually. I just mean like that emotional intimacy is not appropriate. And so the irony of that is just interesting to me. And I'm not sitting here to offer a solution to it. I'm just saying I can relate to both of those things. Yeah.
0: Well, because I even, you saying like, I even think about when Mel got married Uh and I mean, other than somebody in my family, I was closer to Mel than anyone still ain't. Very right. close to her. Um, we're not fighting. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> fine. Everything's great. Um, that made it sound awful. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember her getting married. And there was this little part of me that was like, oh, like she's – because I think she called Trey her best friend or whatever. Yeah. And I was like – Oh, wait. Oh, Man, and like yeah. I know, I'm still her best friend in the sense of like her best girlfriend. But like, right. I want her husband to be her best friend, exactly. And so there's this weird tension of like, oh, but you're you're gonna connect with somebody in a way that I can't. Yeah, give you yeah, not not that I want to, <laughs> but like, you're you're it's going right and good. Yes, yeah. it's the and this should be the closest earthly relationship you have. Mm-hmm but it's tough when you're like oh well you're going to go get that and then i'm like i'm still i'm here. still here and like i still want that yeah and it's this tough like balance of I'm very happy for you like that girl yeah. said i want to be happy for other people and i do think there is a desire like we're not all you know all single people aren't just sitting around being bitter and giving no. side eyes to all the married people we are happy for these people like 100%. We are like, and we want to be we joyful for that, them and yeah. to celebrate them because we know it's good. That's why we want this so badly, exactly. but it is a tough thing to hold in both hands. I'm happy for these people who are getting what I want, but I'm also, I'm not getting it. And that's really hard. And so yeah. there's this, you're juggling it. Yeah. So well, it's tough.
1: I told someone not too long ago, we were just talking about being single and, you know, wanting that type of relationship. And I said, you know, honestly, I said, Cause I'm, I'm not the pie in the sky romantic ideals for per- like, y'all know that by now. It's just not me. Mm-hmm. But I, so I was telling him, I was like, I like, I just want to be someone's like first choice. What's yeah. it like? Because like you were saying it is right and good for everyone. Like your husband is that their yeah. person is that, and that is good. It's not taking away from it, but we don't have that. Mm-hmm. We're not that to someone. Yeah. And so you're always down the hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. That's a good and, way to put and it. And I'm not saying it should be different. I, I want to yeah. really like drive drive that, that home. Yeah, we're just stating the facts. Yeah, and that's a hard place to be, even if it's how it should be. Like yeah. it's still
0: that's a good way to put it. You know, even if it's how it should be, it's still a tough place to be. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. All right. Move. Well, I don't want to speak for you. Was that all you had for yes. now? Okay. No, great. I'm good. Yeah. Me go too. Ahead. No. Moving on.
1: <laughs> that's all I had. So let's move on to the next theme here where we've got this one and one more on the hard parts. And then I promise we'll get to the good stuff. Uh, so the next theme we saw was that lots, this one, this one really goes hand in hand with several of the others, but specifically lots of events at the church are for families or couples, but there aren't as many singles events, which I think can be for a lot of reasons. Maybe there aren't as many single people again, Okay, that's fine, but it's still kind of a tough place to be cuz then you have to insert yourself, yeah, into one of those others if you want to go to anything or you just don't. Yeah. And so that it kind of makes that community part of church or being part of the body, it makes it a little difficult because you're like, okay, I'm trying, but there's not there's not really anything. Yeah. Um and you know, like I- I'm like, "Well, okay, get involved in a small group." Like especially if it's like like at our church, our small groups are not like Oh, the 20 somethings and the high school girls and the high school boys, it's, they're more location based. So you find one that's close and a good time for you. And then it's a, you know, there'd be grandparents there and high school kids and like, which I really like, I think it's really great, but you still, you go to that and it's like, unless there are several other single people there, one, either everyone's going to try to set you up or they feel bad for you. Oh, it's okay. You know, you will find someone or all the moms are talking about stuff and all the dads are talking about stuff and the kids are doing it. And you're st- still kind of like, well, what do I do? What do I you say? Know? So obviously, I mean, the natural gravitation that you will have is towards the wives and the moms. Like that's who you're going to go talk with. And the, in my experience, I'm not going to say it's always like this. In my experience, it becomes they're having this conversation that you can't really chip into because you don't have kids. You don't have whatever. But then also they're telling you, Oh, you'll, you'll know what we mean one day, which I, and I appreciate the acknowledgement of, oh, hey, she's different than we are. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it kind of puts for me, this is me. I'm just talking about me personally here. It kind of puts up a barrier of you don't understand our conversation. And so Mm -hmm. I feel weird interjecting, which I I know is a me issue to an extent to like, I need to work on that, but it's just difficult in that situation yeah absolutely and I mean
0: yeah I don't really have any I was like yeah I agree to all of the above and I mean one girl wrote in um the hardest part about being single in church she said family days are tough because no one in my family goes to my church because that's the other thing Mm. that like a lot of times and maybe this is location based, but like Atlanta and the surrounding cities are very transient. Like people yes. come here, they move here. I mean, even when I went to high, I went to a small ish. It's not super small, but like yeah. it was it was a private school. I was one of I think two or three kids in my entire graduating class where both my parents were from, born and raised in Georgia.
1: Yeah, neither of mine were. Yeah, I, they moved here when I was one, two. Some of that. Yeah. So I'm from here, but we're definitely, you're way in the minority. Yeah. And I, it's like, oh, you're like from here.
0: Yeah. Cause so. even
1: like my parents are from here. My grandparents, my like, Oh yeah. All my
0: grandparents were born and raised here. That's so, very which uncommon. is super rare. And so a lot of times when you find single people in the church, it's especially the closer you get to Atlanta, uh-huh. the more it's, Oh, I moved here for work. I moved here yep. for school and then I stayed after or yeah. whatever. And so their families aren't there. So when you have a family function, mm-hmm. they are their family. Yep. Like they are the, the, one yep. unit. And so it's it's tough to... Again, and you want to go to these things. It's not like you want to stay home all the right. time and just show up on Sunday mornings and then leave. But at the same time, it feels different because you're like, I don't have a group with mm-hmm. me. So I get that. I do too. All right. The last tough theme. Then we'll move on to positive things. <laughs> um, and this, I combined two answers. It wasn't a huge theme, but... This is one that really resonated with me and Bethany, and so I feel like a lot of people it will resonate with you listening. But um, they said it's tough having your stress or busyness one upped by married people. Like, oh well, you don't have kids, or you don't like. Not that they say it like that. I'm being sassy, but feeling like, oh, you're busy and you're stressed, but it couldn't possibly be as bad as if you were busy and stressed with you know three kids and a husband, or people assuming you're not stressed and have a bunch of free time because you're single.
1: So then you can help them with all their stress. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And
0: I think this is where we have to realize like everybody's stressed. Yeah. Everybody, not all the time, hopefully, but everybody goes through. I think
1: everyone is at some level. It's It's, just a matter of how much.
0: Yeah, that's true. Everybody's got stuff on their mind. Everybody has deadlines, commitments, busy schedules, you know, and it may be a different type of busyness, mm -hmm. but it's, there isn't one greater or lesser than the other yeah, because of your stage of life. And so I think this one really hit with me. This was something when I worked at my old church, which was uh-huh. a, a very large church, they did a whole, it was it actually ended up being really depressing, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> but they did a singles uh, breakfast before our all staff meeting. Okay? okay. So all the single people on staff came and they fed us breakfast okay. and then they had a panel where they talked about like what it was like being single on staff and had different uh single people different age groups okay um and it was i felt so depressed when i left oh. like it, it was really but basically it came down to like it was way harder to find work life balance as a single mm-hmm. person because on your team, you know, oh, well you, you you know, you could stay a little late, right? Yeah. Not
1: because you're like, well, they have kids.
0: They have kids. Like I'll go to this event. I'll work this. I'll work late. I'll do this. I'll take this off your plate. I'll do this. Yep. I'll go take this home with me because I'm not having to go home and cook dinner for a family and then, you know, get the, help the kids with homework and whatever. It's like, I'm just going home to, you know, my puppy and my Netflix. And, but it's like that just because like, that's your what you're going home to like you need that time mm-hmm. to rest you don't need to feel like you've got to fill it yep to you know just because you're single with oh, yeah. things that you know everybody's busy yeah and everybody's
1: got stuff on their plate and so well yeah and that's yeah because i've i've had this happen before of like oh i've really got to do such an, i gotta go because i gotta go do such and such with the kids so i was hoping you could do i didn't get to that i was hoping you could do xyz and yeah, I mean, it's like, well, what do you say? Oh, well, no, I was, got a t- 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 tub of ice cream and a movie waiting on me at home. Like. I have plans with Ben and Jerry. Yeah. And Mark Blukas. <laughs> yes. You feel bad. And, and I, I don't think people do it from a manipulative oh, place no. most no, of no, the no. time. Not at all. Um, but yeah, I totally get that. You feel obligated. Well, it, it, it feels Selfish. Yeah, to not do it.
0: It does whatever it is. That's they're asking, a great
1: point. It feels selfish because it's not affecting anyone but you, and you were wanting to do whatever it is you were wanting to do, but it's not. It's not that important, you know. Yeah. So I totally get that. Yes. Yeah, we have a joke at our church amongst you know. I said there's a big group of single people, or bigger, and so we have a joke. You know, you hear that someone's moving, and we're like, great. We better find out when because they're gonna want us to come move all their stuff. Yeah. And it's a joke because for a while there it was like every other weekend it seemed like someone was moving and they wanted, you know, the single people to come help, come move the stuff, all the, you know, young guys with muscles and whatever. Right. And it got to a point where I think we were a little bitter for a while. We were like, okay, no, we're not like, we're not just sitting around doing nothing and we can just come move everyone. Right. And it it tapered off and it's just kind of a joke now, but it's kind of the same thing of like just this assumption that, Oh, well, you don't have anything else going on. Here. Yeah, Come. Come move boxes. Yeah.
0: Put my couch on the back of this truck. <laughs> yep, pretty Please much. Please thank you.
1: Oh, man. Okay, guys. So we have... I don't know how long we have been going. I don't know how long this is at this point. I don't even want to know, I don't think. <laughs> I was about to say, I could tell you. No, don't. But we are going to transition to the good things about being single in the church. So take everything we have just talked about, internalize it, relate to it, whatever. But now... Let's focus on the good. And I think focusing on these good things more, like I think I said this earlier, will help keep the hard parts in perspective, but it will also lessen the burden of them if you're focused on the 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 good things that you have. Like Kristen always says, you know, we focus so much on the bad parts of our current season and the good parts of another one. So let's flip that script a little and let's focus on the good parts of this season we're in. And so preach it. The (laughs) the first thing we're going to talk about. And this one again was overwhelmingly the top answer, which is so encouraging. Like I'm like, good for you girls. Like good. People said time and time and time again, I have more time and more opportunity to serve. I can get involved somewhere. I can, you know, serve in ways that I wouldn't, I can serve at the last minute, you know, I have time to do several different things. People say, you know, one girl said, I have the time to participate in several different ministries and mentor teen girls. Um, I, I have the flexibility to serve more easily is what one girl said. I can stay late and I can arrive early for events, someone else said. And so that was overwhelmingly the number one answer. And I think that's so great that your first thought is what can I do for other people? I can, that's the best part about being single in the church is that I can help other people. And I think that's exactly how it should be. That is the Christ like response to that, to the season you're in of saying, okay, well, what can God has placed me in this, this place. What can I do? How can I serve? How can I be the hands and feet of Jesus to other people? And that is so good. And I think the benefit to you in that is one you are learning to be selfless, which will help you immeasurably in marriage down the road. But at the same time, there is the benefit of just from a very practical standpoint, you're busy doing things for other people and your time is busy and your time is occupied. So you will have less time to sit around and feel sorry for yourself. Mm. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, I...
0: That's that tough love, but she is so right.
1: I mean, and I'm telling myself, yeah. like, I, you know, I stay busy sometimes when it's like, ugh, this is really you know, I really don't want to be single right now. Okay. Well, what can I do? Yeah. And what better way than to help other people?
0: Yeah. Well, and something happens, not to sound cheesy, but like (sighs) in your soul, when you serve, like there is your, your, but your behavior, your mindset, your, the way you carry yourself, like your thought patterns that has such an serving has an internal effect on you Mm -hmm. just as much as it has an external effect on the people you're serving and so i mean how many times do you hear people that go and do service projects or go on mission trips and they're like i went to help these people but really like god did a work in me Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what's going to happen and i love like you said that that was such an overwhelming answer because it shows like there is such a desire for single people to be involved and to be a part and to serve and to contribute to the body of christ and i just i love that
1: yeah and it well it is and i think that anytime you're being obedient to the Lord, like he honors that and he does it. Like you said, it, it changes your heart. It makes that something you want to do more. It makes it something that you think of first. And then the more you are doing that, you know, the more you are becoming like Christ, which is what the ultimate goal is. So I just think that's so great. Yeah, me too. Another, um, and this kind of
0: goes with serving, but is a little bit different as far as, good things about being single in the church is that you have more flexibility with attending yeah. events and church functions when you're single and you know I think hold on I'm gonna read the wrong one <laughs> I loved some of these responses one girl said she's like I can go uh eat with whoever I want after church <laughs>
1: and can I be real blunt here yeah as I was I put this on stories you yeah know, and as, as soon as I put it out there I was like okay well what would I like because with anything, the hard parts, the bad parts. Yeah. Come unravel super them off, quick. No problem. Right. Like, okay. Well, what, what would be the good parts about being single in church? And the first thing that came to mind, I was like, I can go to lunch with whoever I want to after church. Yeah. Whenever I want to. Yeah. Or whenever I don't. like And stay I as know. long
0: as I want. Yeah. And if we want to be there for three hours,
1: we, we can. can. We're not getting we back go for go nap, to nap time. after that, yeah. we can. Or on and on it goes. Yeah.
0: And that, that showed up a lot. You know, I'm able to go <laughs> yes. to any and all church events. I'm. I have the freedom to be involved in a lot. I can go on mission trips. I can serve. I can do Bible studies or I can just go to events and not have to worry about childcare. I mean, you th- I don't, I never thought through that until my friends started having kids. I'm like, Oh yeah, I can do that. but I have to get a babysitter. I'm like,
1: Oh, Oh, which can, suddenly makes things more expensive. <laughs> I
0: can just leave. Like, <laughs> yep. You know, date night, all of a sudden it becomes like you said, a lot more expensive <laughs> when you're paying for the dinner and whatever else you're doing and you're paying a babysitter and you know, That was, like I said, just something that showed up or even I can stand around and chat after church as long as I want to. I'm not having to worry about anybody else. Nobody's waiting on me Mm -hmm. and there's more time to spend in fellowship and I think obviously this, you know, we just talked about how it's hard to find those people but when you do find those Mm -hmm. people, having the flexibility and the freedom to, you know, stay an hour after the service and and have a really good conversation because I think what, is cool about when you're single is that who you talk to after church every week or who you go to lunch with is different and so you're you're getting you know these different perspectives you're building these different relationships and yes you can have really meaningful conversations after church when you're married a lot of times they're going to be with your spouse which is also really great (laughs) and really awesome for your marriage and so it's it's we don't think about that. We think, Oh, well, she gets to go home. She gets to, go to lunch with her husband. And she well, you get to go to lunch with this person this day and this group this day and yep. and you may learn something really great from this conversation and you may, you know, be super encouraged by, you know, going to eat with these people or whatever. And there's still ways for God to fulfill those desires and meet those needs that you have, even if it's different in a different yeah. way than maybe you would prefer. And so
1: It's a very good point.
0: Again, this is where you shift that perspective of okay, you know, right now you aren't going to lunch with your husband after church, but that doesn't mean you have to go eat alone (laughs) and you can stay, like you said, as long as you want and go see a movie and get ice cream. And then by the time you're like, I'm home at seven o'clock and it's a dinner. Y'all want to go get dinner? Like, (laughs) and it's just like, it's, that's (laughs) fun. And it's, it's a part of, and that's something every married couple, I'm pretty sure without exception has told me like, enjoy the time you have, Whether it's, they'll talk about it either when you're first married or even before you get married and you're saying like, you can just go do whatever the heck you want. Like, (laughs) it's fun. Enjoy it. Yeah. And we're wishing it away,
1: but we can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Another one that honestly, I didn't think of, this one had not crossed my mind, but it came up enough that it's a theme. Like we were like, oh wow, lots of people said this, is that I don't have to worry about my kids in the service. And it wasn't from a place of, Phew, I do not have kids. It was from a place, like, so many answers were from a place of saying, you know, I can worship, and I can focus, and I can learn in this time where I'm single, that once I do have kids, is going to be tough, because that's your first priority, taking care of your kids, making sure, you know... If you just look around, someone said, you know, I watch my mama friends and I know it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that struggle, you see the distraction, the baby's crying, you know, you have to deal with this, you have to deal with that. And so I I've thought, I have thought before about, wow, like, I wonder when the last time they just heard a full sermon was. Yeah. And so that is something, you know, if we were doing this from the standpoint of moms. That would be something in there. This is a really hard part of being a mom at church. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it's hard for them. And so we can be grateful and see that as a good thing in our season of being able to say, you know what? I can actually listen to the sermon and I can have the word like poured into me Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I can make great strides in my spiritual walk, in my spiritual growth now that might be, slow down for a time once there are small children because they are going to really need that effort and you're going to be discipling them. And so if you think about it, soak that up now so that when you do have kids that you're going to be discipling and giving the gospel to, like, that's going to be you. You you need to have a firm grasp on the gospel. You need to be living it out in your life. You need to have a firm grasp on all of these things so that when you, you know, your mom I mean, dad too, but I'm, we're talking yeah. <laughs> to women here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're mom, like you're the one teaching them these things. They're not going to get it from anywhere else. You you want to be that. So you need to be soaking that up in this time. And I think that's such a great observation. And that's all I said too. I don't have to worry about my kids disrupting the service. Yes. Which I'm like, yep. That's, yep. A, good-
0: that's a great point. <laughs> I
1: get that too. Such a great point. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's a
0: really good. I really liked that one. Yeah, that's good. And well, and it kind of transitions into the next thing we wanted to talk about, which this, this was only said once, but this statement stuck out to me so much that I thought it was worth mentioning. And that if you are taking what Bethany just said is this is a time where you get uninterrupted time to grow in your relationship with the Lord, really focus on, you know, getting in your Bible and working, you know, enriching your prayer life, like all these things that you can do right now without having to worry about if your kids are sitting still while the pastor (laughs) is preaching. Um, Then, you know, this, because you're able to soak in so much, this is also a great time for you to be able to pour out as well. And so this, this one girl said, she's like, I love that I get to be a role model for young girls and that I'm able to model a godly single life. And which you go. Yes. Good for you. Like, I
1: love that. That's your, Mentality, yeah, and I was a little, conv- I was like, oh, do I have that? Do I mm, think of that? Yeah. Do I think of how can I model a godly single life, or do I think of, ugh, this is really, yeah, kind of sucky right now. Yeah. Like, it's, which one is more prominent in my thinking? Yeah, it was a little bit. Uh, so that was convicting for me. It I was, will say it. it was such a good
0: answer. And Bethany and I were talking before we started recording about how. So much of what we saw growing up in church were married women mm-hmm. by the time they were our age. Now, we didn't really have models for godly single women
1: in there much, yeah, not uh, as there much. was one, okay. In my, oh, yeah, I in know. my life, and, yeah, you know, she I've talked about her on here before, yeah, she got married.
0: She 40s, know, 50s,
1: 50s, late 40s, late 40s, 50s. 50s. Yeah, 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 um, but yeah, I saw that in her yeah. and it has been such an encouragement. Yeah. And, and so I I guess when I saw this, that's part of why it was so convincing. Because mm. I'm like, I've seen the impact that has on, yeah. on someone that she probably doesn't even know. Mm. Like, I mean she knows why I'm just saying she doesn't I she guarantee doesn't she doesn't impact. know the impact that had on me. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, like do I even take stock of that when yeah. I am I'm, like I could be doing that for someone else. And so it was just a good, I don't remember who wrote this in, but thank you. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it was. It was such a good thing. And I think, like we've been talking about this whole episode, how the number of single people in the church is growing. Yeah. Are we modeling well what it looks like to be a a single person following after Jesus? Mm Mm-hmm. Even when we have this really significant unmet desire, do they still see joy in us? Do they yeah. still see compassion in us? Do they still see us serving with a you know a a good attitude and a good like a a willingness and um yeah this was this was a good like check yourself moment yeah. when I read this was like okay what what kind of example am I setting like if or if there are girls in my church who are, you know, about to graduate high school or early college. Yeah. Are they thinking like, Oh my gosh, if I don't get a ring by, you know, by the time I graduate, <laughs> then my whole life falls apart, which was me mm-hmm. at one point. Mm-hmm. Or will they say like, Oh, Hey, like I've seen Kristen walk this. Yeah. And so if that's my story, like I'm okay with that. Yeah. Or like I've seen Bethany walk this. And like, if that's my story, I'm okay with that mm-hmm. because I've seen like them do it well. And God, God, honor them god bless them god fulfill them god you know meet their needs and you know come through for them and so i can trust that he's going to do the same for me regardless of what the next 5 10 15 20 years looks like you know
1: yep so okay so then a couple we wanted to just mention like honorable mentions these didn't fit into a category um but they made us laugh yeah so we're gonna tell you about them so yes. first one someone said it is a whole lot easier to find a seat in the service by myself yeah. and i was like you know that is a very good point because you're, you're like, not hey, wrong because everyone leaves yes seats between i'm like i'll have one of those thank you yes <laughs> this was a nightmare when
0: i remember going to church when we were all growing up because i'm one of five kids. Yeah. well you're one of four i'm one of five yeah. and we had to have seven seats when we got to church and if we were late you were you were up a creek uh-huh. like it was you were not sitting together no you were in two <laughs> rows either right next to each other and then the parents had to split up to make <laughs> sure everybody behaved yes. and so it was just, it was always, I would get, and I'm so like, I want everybody to be happy
1: and everything right. okay. And I'm
0: like, Lord, please just give us a row. Like, please. <laughs> and now it's like, I just walk in and be like, oh yeah, there we go. Thanks. <laughs> that works great. So I loved that. Um, the other funny one, this has absolutely nothing to do with being single in the church. Yeah. It has a lot to do with being single, but I laughed so hard reading this and Bethany and I have had a lot of laughs since we sat down today. And had a whole conversation about yes. it. But I just thought this was worth repeating. So this girl wrote, she's like, I don't have to share a bed with anyone. <laughs> I can spread out. I can get a good night's rest and I can wake up whenever I want to. And I was like, girl, yes. yes. Like that is so, I have already decided when I get married, like I will have a king bed. That's a deal breaker for it me. It is absolutely yep, a non-negotiable. Absolutely. <laughs> like I love to cuddle. Okay. But so hot-natured. I'm so hot natured. I'm like, we can cuddle for a few minutes. Okay. You get on your side. I'll get on mine. I need the family going like I,
1: like don't, I don't touch want me you talking and turning yes. to like wake me up yes i'm
0: like i just want to lay here and sleep and just leave me alone because y'all if i don't sleep i'm not a good i'm, I'm yeah beth the faces
1: bethany is making right I'm the now the though like uh, yeah
0: you don't you don't want to really.
1: be around me when i am sleep deprived and caffeine deprived i was gonna say if they happen both at the same one or the other is okay yeah but both together i don't know that any of us are happy no. people to be around. No, no, no. But I just loved that, like, this is what she yep. shared. I was like, this, is, but
0: it's so true. Very. Like, I mean, yep. enjoy sleeping by yourself <laughs> while you can. Because <laughs> then, like, what if he snores?
1: That's one of your yeah.
0: That is like a huge fear.
1: Kristen's a very light sleeper. Oh my gosh, I, I'm not a light sleeper. It's getting to sleep. It's getting to sleep. And if
0: you, oh, snoring is my biggest pet. I get so irritated. (laughs) So like I get in the worst mood. (laughs) Y'all, my mom sleeps. No, they can't. My mom sleeps with earplugs because my dad snores so bad. And I'm like, I don't want to sleep with earplugs the rest of my life, which I I know is selfish, but it's
1: fine. Yeah, I don't know. I um this is one of those things where you just think everyone, this is how it is for everyone. And I've learned as an adult, oh, wait, no one else does this. I lay down to go to sleep and I may look at my phone or I may read or I may whatever for a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, it's time to go to sleep. And I turn over and I basically like tell my brain, okay, it's time to go to sleep. And I'm asleep in Wow, I minutes. envy you so much. So I, I just thought that's how people went to sleep. That's nope. what you do. But apparently I am You're very an alien. much <laughs> in a <the> minority here. <laughs> but yeah, I literally... it's funny I sleep on one side really and so I don't know if it's like a muscle memory thing or whatever but if I like if I lay on the other side I'm fine I'll stay awake I can read I can whatever but if I flip over lights out almost immediately I am so jealous
0: (laughs) maybe your husband is gonna snore and that's God just preparing you like I created Bethany this certain way (laughs) knowing that her husband is gonna snore so that she can fall asleep on command oh that's amazing oh gosh All right, guys. Well, we will wrap it there. That is all of our responses we have to share with you. This was such, I mean, like you said, these are some of my favorite Uh because we get to hear from y'all like a lot. I mean, our content is based a lot on like what we hear from y'all and what we've gone through ourselves and just questions we've been asked over the years we've been doing this and years before, (laughs) but it's fun that y'all get to directly contribute to this. Yeah. And so it's always fun to hear what y'all have to say. So thank you if you submitted an answer. We are so, so grateful. I typed them all out last night yes, in prep for did. this. And I Bethany was gonna do one more call and I'm like, please don't. Like <laughs> my fingers are hurting. We have plenty to go off of. So y'all y'all gave a great response. So we really do appreciate it. But and like I said, if you're not following us on Instagram, Go ahead and do that at LFTM underscore (laughs) podcast. And next time we have a question episode, you get to participate. So it'll be fun. But we'll be back soon for another episode with y'all. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle.